Well, a very good morning to you. It's another Wednesday that's rolled around. It's 9 a.m. And let us get the show started. So, so excited for another episode. Is it an episode? Uh, we'll call it an episode. It's another episode of Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com with me, Sia Sangweni Finn. Wow, so I have quite an extensive little spectrum of guests today, and they all just have one thing in common. They make me realize that I have no talent whatsoever. <laughs> I feel like I'll just sit here, and I'll just push the buttons, and they come in, they take all the glory. And by the way, it is so justified, because they're all quite talented. Um, later on, I'll be talking to quite a talented group uh, called Polar Dust, and they have their upcoming launch this weekend. So I'd love to know about their musical journey so far. And then Bruce Dube as well, who started this amazing website called Gassi Lyrics. So it's very proudly South African, and I'll get to know how how and what inspired him to start this website. But first and foremost, her name is Neetasha Singh. She's an international model, actress, TV personality, and the founder and host of Model Camp. She's joining me first, and she is my lovely, gorgeous guest. Neetasha, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sia. Awesome to be here. Wow. Okay, so you have quite a lot that we can talk about. But first of all, um, thank you so much for having us on. And listen, if you want to get in, talk, uh, in touch with us and you want to talk to us or have any questions for our guests, all you have to do is just simply message us on our WeChat official account. It's Cliff Central. Or else you can call us 0861 555 It's all quite a mouthful, these contact details. This. Or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or my personal Twitter handle, Sia underscore SF. Natasha, yes, yeah. where do I even begin with your career and all that you've achieved and all that you're still going to go on and achieve. Let's start off with Natasha Singh, who grew up in Durban. How is life like for you? Oh, my word. Okay, so as far as I can remember, uh-huh. um, <laughs> my very first, let's go into my modeling career. My very first um, modeling experience was when I was 12. Really? Yeah, so I did Miss Teen India, South Africa when I was 12 years old uh-huh. amongst um bigger teenagers so I was the youngest and the baby and it just didn't stop um I continued and fell in love with the camera and catwalk and I've been modeling for the past 12 years but the last six has been professionally and internationally well but with that said let's go back to that very very first pageant what inspired you to go in were you forced did someone look at you and go oh obviously you stunning little thing you you have to enter or did you genuinely love doing this um, I think it's passion for fashion and I honestly ah. fell in love with the catwalk and the camera and the lights and just everything that goes with it. Yeah. I love it. It is, it is who I am. I'm a born model. Oh, do you just like entertainer. become alive on yeah, stage? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think like every day is a fashion show for me and the street is my ah. runway. So <laughs> even if you see me out on the road, I'm still strutting. Yeah. Yeah. So at the age of 12, did you get support from your family or did they think maybe you might be too young or this might not be the thing for you? Um, I had, I've been blessed with an amazing family and uh-huh. um, a lot of love and support and encouragement. Um, however, I do have a degree and half of my honors in accounting. No way. Yeah. Those are like different <laughs> worlds. Yeah. I didn't even know how to get that started. Okay. Um, so this was. Um, to my family that's listening, this was to satisfy my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Mommy Singh, yeah. <laughs> um, however, I, I continued with my modeling career and um, 
of recent, about nine months ago, I also started TV presenting. Fantastic. For my first show called East and Style on DSTV 405 and Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been just traveling a lot. I just got back from, um, New York, where I did a cover shoot for Q oh, magazine. My goodness. Um, and India Kutia Week for me was really huge for me because I model for Manesh Malotra, which is one of India's leading Titan designers. Yeah. And I've just been sitting at home and I <laughs> see ya. Yeah. And I just stuff my face with <laughs> chips every now and then. Wow. I feel so good about myself now. But listen, I want to know about the nitty gritty of the industry. It's one thing to be passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to actually love being on stage. Mm-hmm. But what is the reality of the industry? Okay. It, it is the cold truth. Um, there's a lot of cattiness mm-hmm. and, uh, I sense of this bitchiness. Yeah. Um, it is true. It is real. However, if you, if you, um, do not get associated with it and just stay out of it, it doesn't come behind you. To- did that sort of thinking start? Did, did you have to learn that the hard way or did Natasha at the age of 12 actually realize that and understand that getting into the industry? Um, I knew that from like, I think the moment my brain started working because anything that doesn't add value to your life should not be a part of your life. Um, that includes bad mouthing, gossiping and all these negative aspects of life that we tend to do. So I am also, I also hold model camps, um, which is a women empowerment program. And that has actually empowered me as a woman as well, creating that. Um, so the, in that camp, that's what I teach a lot of youngsters and a lot of aspiring models that attend that the the number one uh, key to success is just minding your own goddamn business, man. You know, because that is the truth. And it seems just so obvious, like, duh, <laughs> why don't people get this? But I, my heart honestly goes out to those young girls who see these gorgeous models out there. Mm-hmm. And yes, rightfully so, admire who you want to admire. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, you're 10, 11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. you hardly know. Some people don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. You are just attracted to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. You get into this industry. Mm -hmm. You're taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. You're demeaned. You're belittled. Mm -hmm. The list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. How do you actually go on and become a full, sensible person in such an industry? You have to be self-empowered, hey? You have to have um, the right mindset. Yeah. And you have to have um, self-motivation. I always People always ask me what motivates me, and it's my own life. My own life motivates me. Because 10 years ago, I would have never thought I would have reached the stage of my career. So did you plan ahead with your career? Did you? It it all just fell into place. But I knew from the moment, like from three, I was on stage and I knew that my journey and my purpose in life was to be a superstar. Okay. (laughs) You go on with your bad self, girl. Don't let them tell you anything. (laughs) I love that. How is the South African modeling industry? Let's just focus on your modeling career thus far, and then we'll go on to the million other things you do. Um, your modeling industry, the modeling industry in South Africa, mm-hmm. is it 100% competitive? Are we on an international scale? Do we see, you know, do models see themselves as sisters and I'm going to help you? Or it's just like, hey, everybody for themselves here. Um, I think the opportunity in modeling is really small compared to other countries. So um, as a model in this country, you have to create your own opportunities. Mm. And this is creating maybe like business plans and um, ways of becoming ambassadors for products or yeah. um, approaching agencies. Because 
let's face it, uh, a lot of South African models are actually not South African. They are all foreign. So these are international models coming to South Africa and getting model jobs. Mm -hmm. So where does the South African model stand? So basically you have to create your own opportunities, especially in this industry. And you have to, that brain and that logic, it's the business of showbiz. Exactly. You know, a lot of people like the glitz and the glam, but it's more about, okay, Coolio, in five seconds, that will all be over. What will actually sustain your longevity? Longe- longe- that's the word. <laughs> um, longevity. No? Yes, maybe. <laughs> but uh, where do you think you got that business mind to start thinking that way and to understand the business of the industry as well? On that, I'm going to give full credit <laughs> to my accounting degree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Business minded. Yeah. Um, however, um, yeah, you just have to create your own opportunities. I can't express this more. You have to create your own opportunities because um, pretty face. I mean, there are beautiful women in South Africa. Uh-huh. There's a lot of pretty faces, but there's not a lot that have the right mindsets to accomplish what they um, are set out to do. Yeah. So you because- have to have more than a beautiful face and long legs. That's what I also say as well. You know, just in whatever industry, let's just take an artist, a recording artist, for example, the one who is most successful is possibly not the most talented. 100%. But what garners success is a combination of that business mind, of understanding the industry, of going out there and sustaining it, persevering. It's everything wrapped up in one. 100%. And do you feel like it's this sort of um, advice that you wanted to give out by establishing the model camps that 100%, you do. 100%, 100%. It is also a, a confidence upliftment and women empowerment program. Mm-hmm. So it's everything dealing with etiquette, um, the way you walk, the way you stand, how to stay fit, how to be healthy, nutrition, yeah, everything, exercise, personal trainers, beauty, hair, makeup, you name it. We got it, a model camp. Um, but again, this is what we're trying to um, teach and mentor and give out to mm-hmm. the world, to, to young aspiring models, yeah. is um, you need more than a pretty face. Oh, absolutely. You, you can have a pretty face, but no determination and it'll get you nowhere. You can have not, maybe shorter legs and really, really determined and a lot of hard work and you can be more successful than the supermodel looking females. Yeah. So remember, it's not just about beauty. It's also about being unique and creating your own opportunities. Wow. So these camps, let's get to the crux of it. You, yes. you do them twice a year. Mm-hmm. You started three years ago. Mm-hmm. How did you move from a place of, I want to further my career, to now actually going, hold up, it's time to make a difference in other people's lives. What, what is the actual defining factor for you to start these um, camps? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> She looks like she's really thinking about All this. Right. Okay. So see, I started, um, I started judging beauty pageants in Durban. Okay. And I judged, I think it was Miss Itikweni. And I had a really beautiful girl come up on stage, um, at N ramp and she clicked her fingers in the air. Who? It was this, it was this girl. I really, I can't remember her name, but anyway, so she, she snapped her fingers up yeah. in the air. And, um, I, I was revolted. I, I could have just rolled off my chair. Uh-huh. So I stopped the whole pageant. I went backstage and you I had a chat to the ladies. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You stopped, stopped the, the pageant. pageant. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I went backstage and I had a chat to them. And they're so, I mean, they're talented and they're beautiful and they're ambitious, but they're, they're not guided and there's no direction. So 
that was um the game changer for me yeah that's when that's the moment um i saw that is that was the moment that i i said uh-uh, i i really 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 need to create something uh-huh. to educate these young women so that was it that was the moment i created model camp Okay, so this is what I want to know. You do this twice a year. People, of course, pay for it, right? Yes. And the money goes to charity. Yes. So, Model Camp 6, which is held in Durban, um, December 13, will be for charity. So, all proceeds go to charity. It's going to go to the Phoenix Child and Welfare. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's open to everyone. It's actually open to guys as well, eh? So really? Yeah, yeah, you you know, just... Ma- no, 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 no. Don't try to... <laughs> you got the lips, you got the smile. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You know, I was about to blow you off. Then you mentioned my lips. I always say, one day, I think I should endorse some sort of lip balm. You sure should. Don't you think so? Yes. I, I'm... <laughs> You are now my new favorite person. <laughs> like, I used to actually say I'm waiting for a lip endorsement deal. So, from my lips, excuse the pun, to the heaven's ears. <laughs> Let's make this happen, okay? <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Natasha. Yes. The truth of the matter is, from an outsider's point of view, mm-hmm. people just see the beauty industry, beauty pageants, and mm-hmm. go, ugh, what more is there to it? Mm-hmm. And so, let's get more into that. Mm-hmm. What... Is the importance of, for example, the beauty pageant, and is it really this whole thing of it objectifies women? And yeah, like, what is it about it, and what does it mean to you personally? This year, can I be brutally honest? Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm prepared for anything right now. Do yes, uh-huh. I, I don't do pageants. I did one pageant when I was twelve, I and that's you how you that. got into the industry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's when I fell in love with the industry. Yeah. Um, but ever since that, I've never done pageants. And can I be really honest? That uh-huh. pageant was rigged. So at 12, I experienced my first oh, pageant dumb, dumb, that was dumb. rigged. So that was the end of it, hey? First and last. But so I don't do pageants and I don't know much about them. Yeah. I, I think, well, listen, every experience is a learning curve. So obviously when you enter a pageant, you're going to be... Um, open up to other opportunities and experience and a mix with different creeds and cultures. And yeah. so, I mean, in that aspect, it's excellent, but I'm not a, I'm not a beauty pageant kind of model, but the modeling industry as well. Yes. What do you think, what sort of message do you think goes out to the young girls and boys? Since you now also have model camps for boys, <laughs> the, the perception that goes out to young kids looking up to you are there unrealistic expectations set? Is it too much? Or do you think it's a mode of empowering, for example? It is empowering. Well, I, I find it empowering. And I try and create awareness around modeling to be empowering. It's mm-hmm. not the superficial look at me with my beautiful Timberlands that I have on in studio. Oh, well, well excuse <laughs> us. So- Can I just pick up the name you just dropped? Okay. <laughs> Um, so for me, yes, it is. Um, that's how I look at it. And that's how I like to, um, distribute it and inspire people as modeling should be, um, encouragement and it, you should do it for yourself. Yeah. Not for anyone else. It should be for yourself. And see, I go back to your question. What was that again? This is what it means to you and what you hope young people looking up to you oh, yes. actually take from it. Okay. Okay. So basically, yeah, it's, it is, sh- you should, 
you should feel like a model every day. If you want to be a model, you should breathe it, eat it, sleep it. It yeah. should be all you think about, all you do. But it should never be superficial. And a lot of people, listen, you need an education. Uh-huh. I would never say stop schooling. I mean, like straight out of school, join the entertainment industry. No. Yeah. You need an education. So empower your brain first and then everything else will fall into place. Exactly. Because the reason why I ask this, you know, it's, Somewhere in the world, I feel like somewhere in the world, it's always fashion week. Um, yes, that's y- so true. But yeah, I know because it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but right now in New York, um, there was actually a lingerie fashion week last weekend, uh-huh. and they were showcasing the spring summer 2015 season. And it Victoria's Secret. It was, it was called an anti-Victoria's Secret show actually, okay, okay. because it was a showcase of lingerie with mm-hmm. supposedly real. Perfect bodies. Okay. So it was a whole campaign, and really, that's why people are saying it's like a slap in the face of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Because it featured models of all different figures and all shapes and sizes, uh-huh. from size zero to size sixteen, uh-huh. to pregnant women, uh-huh. to a group of women who are breast cancer survivors wow. and women who are currently living with breast cancer. Wow. And just pictures of these women on a catwalk. Got quite a lot of stir on social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. And the fact that this having real women, yes. l- let's not even take that term because it feels uh-huh. so See, these weird are called and odd. Role models. You know, just having your average woman on yes. a ramp and people are side eyeing that for me seems outrageous. Do you know what I mean? What do we say to that? Living in a society in an industry where this is the deal. See, the truth is, um, however, like I also did Africa Fashion Week in London. Yeah. And I modeled alongside full-figured models. Wow. 36 and over. Yeah. So it is big in other countries. Plus-size modeling is huge in other countries. We just don't see it in South Africa. Uh-huh. So even in in, uh, in America, it's also big. Yeah. Plus-size modeling. Yeah. Um, however, what gets the most attention is obviously the size zero models. You know, the fact that there's a size zero... <laughs> A size zero. And isn't there like a double zero or something? For me, I could go on on a rant about that. But, you know, it's, I, I think we can't necessarily hate on the industry or we can't just make this industry the devil, you know. Yes, yes. At the end of the day, you cannot put – it's it's six cells. It's that beauty. That, that is, it's that true. awesomeness. Yeah. But I think there should be a line of – Yes, I'm trying to make my product or service look absolutely exquisite yes. to now we're being unrealistic. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm, yeah. I agree with you. I okay. Agree with you. <laughs> so we agree. We were yes. not about to start World War Three in the studio. <laughs> Fantastic. I love this. Um, let's also talk about your TV career. When you got into TV six, nine months ago? Nine months ago, yeah. Okay. So um, I started, I used to present on, like guest present on other shows, 1KZN TV back in Durban, Eastern Mall. Yeah. An SABC. Um, and now I'm a full time uh, TV presenter for Eastern Style. On so you really GSTV. love. Yeah, you really love the entertainment industry I love overall. It. Yeah. I love it, yeah. And just on that note, are yes. you still based in Durban? Do you ha- I fly like up and down. So I bo- I'm based between like a whole lot of places. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, we I were, shoot in Joburg. Yeah. I shoot in Durban as well. So I shoot in Joburg and Durban. Yeah, we were discussing this before we went on air. I'm also from Durban. I love my home city, but I feel like there's a glass ceiling. In yeah. some aspects. Yes, yes, and you definitely true. have to diversify. Yes, 100%. You, yeah, there's diversifying, then there's Sia full on moving to Joburg. <laughs> to Joburg so uh, there's some sort of line there. Yeah. 
Um, and also now you're delving into the full on silver screen industry. Mm-hmm. Look at you, Ashwari Rai. <laughs> By the way, I just have to say, and I'm not trying to buy face here. Ashwari Rai is one of like what I feel the most gorgeous, one of the most gorgeous yes, women in the world. If you have no idea who Ashwari Rai is, please just do yourself a favor and Google her. <laughs> She's married to Mr. Amitabh Bachchan's son. Yeah. Now you know her, right? Now you know her. It, it, will, <laughs> it will make your day. Just seeing pictures of her, mm-hmm. or then you'll realize how far off to looking gorgeous <laughs> to her you are. But um, you're in a new, you're starring in a new Bollywood production. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Okay, so we start shooting in Dubai for two months, and they're after India. Um, the movie is directed by a very famous scriptwriter uh-huh. in India. His name is Ikram Akhtar, and he will be. Um, this will be his debut as a director. Okay. So this is his debut as a director, and it's my debut into Bollywood. And the Bollywood market is huge. Hey? It is huge. So it is huge. I better keep you on speed dial because <laughs> now you're going to be rubbing shoulders here. I'm definitely keeping you around. But how did you actually crack this gig? Okay, so I did India Katia Week and I have been doing a lot of stuff in India. But for me, the biggest um, break for me was India Katia Week where yeah. I modeled for really big titan designers in India. Um, Manesh Malhotra, Varun Bale, Gaurav Gupta, Rohit Paul. These are really big designers in India. Wow. So obviously, this was my opportunity to be seen. Yeah. So that was when I was seen. And I did a Skype interview because they were casting all over India mm-hmm. and I was in South Africa. So I did a Skype interview with the director and he liked it. And I did a one-on-one interview with a producer that was in South Africa. Um, that was my second audition. Yeah. And yep, they offered me a lead role. I'm one of three leads in the Fantastic. movie. Fantastic. Lead role. And we start shooting in December. Without revealing too much, because I know you you can't reveal some things. What's the movie about? Can we okay. at least know like a vague storyline? It's basically um, about a group of talented people. Okay. That set to conquer Dubai. Oh. So it's a group of talented people. Heading lo- off to Dubai to try and like win over the country. I love how ambiguous this is. It could be like talented <laughs> firemen. It could be like fame. I don't know what to expect. Could I'm very, very excited. Dances, pole Ooh, dances. <laughs> okay, here's the thing though. You cannot make a Bollywood production without, without dancing. Yes, yeah. I was about to <laughs> Can we expect an Awesome dance in there, little routine. Yes, yes, definitely. I promise you, just for you, Sia. Okay, yeah, because if that wasn't the case, you know, Sia can sort of keep the beat, <laughs> I think. I can sort of like, yes, I have two left feet, but I can shake it a bit here and there. So, you know, if you need an extra, I'm okay. not, I'm not that okay. far off, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's really such a cuck job, but I'm taking one for the team, right? <laughs> it's, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Absolutely joking. But that international industry, do mm-hmm. they see you? On an equal field, or they're like, oh, you're from South Africa. No, sorry. No, it's actually a plus. Um, Is it? Yeah. Wow. It's actually better for me that I'm not an India Indian. I'm of Indian origin. Yeah. I think it's more respectable. Of some, for some reason, that's what I feel. Um, obviously, they listen, in order to crack any industry, you need some sort of uniqueness. Uh-huh. And that's what I am. I'm unique because I am Western Indian. Yeah. 
Oh, things just got interesting. So let's just hypothetically say I were to marry into the Singh family somehow. Yes, dear. Would I be considered Indian? Basically, what I mean is, can I be a big Bollywood star? <laughs> I need to learn some yeah, Hindi. Yeah, language, yeah. Okay. I know Namaste. Namaste. Excellent. You're getting somewhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just went full on black out there. I have no idea. I know Shah Rukh Khan. Yes, Shah Rukh Khan. Oprah did an interview in India. Yes. Oh, I know Deepak Chopra. Oh, you see, I, I have a, a little Indian criteria, sort of. <laughs> my Indian knowledge is not horrible at all. Well, this is very, very fantastic. But rounding you up, how will you even be able to sum up everything that you do and where do you see yourself in like the next 5, 10, 15 years? Um, with all that I've done, mm-hmm. I'm not even one-tenth done yet. After starting off in the industry 12 years ago, you're like, you're nowhere close to being done. Nowhere close. Wow. To where I want to be. Where Where do you want to ultimately be? You can catch me there in the next five years. Oh, Yes. <laughs> You're so awesome And I wish you nothing but the best You (laughs) are just on this blazing trail And I can already see your name in stars So yeah, hey Hook a brother up You know, you'll always be on speed dial But Natasha saying thank you so much for joining me this morning Absolute pleasure, Sia Thank you so much for inviting me over Oh yes, and you go on to Dubai and Globetrot And just conquer the world Thank you This is what Untapped Talent is all about about Right here on cliffcentral.com These diamonds in the rough And I emphasize diamonds because this girl is going to go out there and shine like no other. But you're still listening to me, Sia, right here on cliffcentral.com. This is now one of my favorite songs. She's like the definition of cool. It's Gwen Stefani with Baby Don't Lie.
Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. 'Cause I got that boom boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk in all the right places. I see the magazine working that Photoshop. We know that sh ain't real. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise 'em up. 'Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama she told me. Uncensored.com. This is Untapped Talent with me, Sia Sanguinifin, right here on cliffcentral.com, or I basically should just say Selfie Central, because <laughs> I have my guests in studio with me, and I kid you not, with no exer- exaggeration whatsoever, during the little song break, they were all taking selfies, like swapping cameras around, going to different corners of the room. I, I just, I just can't. But no, I, I won't judge at all. Cause I actually love you guys and you're very, very talented. And Natasha Singh, the extraordinary model, still in studio, <laughs> still taking three million selfies. Okay. <laughs> but joining me now in studio, I have the amazing, talented duo who are like 
Three Musketeers minus the one today. Uh, they're from the band Polar Dust. I have Mark Travon, Travonski. Travonkovski. Travonkovski. No? Let's try that again. Not, not Koksky. Okay. <laughs> Travonkowski. Yeah, that's better. There we go. Mark <laughs> Travonkowski um, and Sarah from Polar Dust. Good morning and thank you so much for joining me. How are thank you guys? You. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us so, on the show. No, thank you guys, because this is quite an exciting week for Polar Dust as a band. You're about to just launch some, is it your album or new music? It's our debut album, actually. Oh, yeah. this is your baby. Yeah, this it's is a your, big one. <laughs> this is a very, very exciting baby. But you know what? Let's, let's start off with the beginning of your career. And by the way, if you still have anything to say, just message us on WeChat on our official account, Cliff Central, or tweet us at cliffcentral.com or my personal Twitter handle at Sia underscore SF. All right, Polar Dust. And I know we have to actually get into your name. How did you come up with the name Polar Dust? Um, okay, well, I lived in Iceland for six years in the city of Reykjavik. And, um, oh my goodness, I could just listen to you say that all over and over. Reykjavik. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, being a South African living there, like obviously, um, I was very snow crazy. Uh-huh. So I thought of like, what would be a really nice name and another like description for snow. And, um, we came up with the name Polar Dust. So. Hold up. Now, let's just backtrack a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you even doing in Iceland? Um, well, I kind of like, I, I met someone while I was living in London. and um, Oh, my goodness. Moved. Where haven't you been in the world? So, wait, you were born in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. Born and, Okay. Then when did you leave this country? Uh, end of 2003. Okay. Yeah. And then you went to? London for a year. Just, um, I I did the working holiday visa like most. Got it. You know, Were you like in a yeah. bar somewhere? Um, <laughs> I, I actually worked for um, Virgin Megastore in Oxford Street. So no it was, everything's that's always like been the... music related for me. So yeah, yeah, that's massive. Did you ever yeah. get to meet Brinson? Just out of the no. Okay, damn it. Okay, <laughs> unfortunately so, not. After you're in London, you then moved to Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykjavik. Yeah. <laughs> just want to say that the whole day, Reykjavik. Yes, okay. And what did you do there? Um, basically, um, I had a coffee shop with my partner there. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, basically had um, a lot of musicians coming in there as well. And um, I happened to have met um, Björk's uh ex-drummer from the Sugar Cubes when she was still in the Sugar Cubes and we used to hang out like every day when he came just for Just casually. His, yeah, yeah like, just you hang out like with the big guns. It was like the most awesome experience. And um, on several occasions, I was um, passing Björk in the street as well. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, one night after debauchery in town, you know, walking home. Like, <laughs> that means it's um, a very good walking, story. I was walking behind her, but obviously she's famous for like... Um, Punching people in the face. Oh, so, okay. That's um, journalists casual. especially. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, casual. So I, I, I was just like, yeah, casually walking behind her. And then I guess, like, after enough beer, mm-hmm. like, um, all the celebrities come down to earth as well. And, you know, I bumped into or bearded someone. Um, <laughs> I had a beer with um, the lead singer of Sigaros as well, um, Yonsi. And I love these names. I know. Yonsi and oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it it was awesome, like really best experience of my life. 
Okay, so how then, working in the middle of, like, God knows when, Rikovic, did you get to start forming this band called Polar Dust? Um, it kind of, like, started as a as a solo project, but um, obviously, um, if you want analog instruments like drums and bass... Or you can't be a one-man no, show. you can't be a one-man show. So um, I got a bassist in and a drummer at the time in in Iceland, and then... Um, after the recession hit, obviously, like my business wasn't doing so well, so I had to come back to South Africa. Uh-huh. And um, basically, then I reformed the band with Mark and um, our previous bassist, um, Alexia. And um, yeah, basically, we've just kind of like, like really driven the project up until our launch now. So. Wait, by the way, just a slight little thing that we may have overlooked. How did you even get to know the language? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it was rather hard to learn it. Um, I, I am fluent in the grammar and everything of it. Um, How? Um, yeah. I, well, you, you have to, like, you're forced to speak it. The Icelandics are very much like um, the French. You don't speak English at all, and they, they can, but they don't want to because they're very proud. So you move there without knowing the language? Yeah. That is a culture shock and a half. Okay, so after spending some time there, you came back um, after seven years um, just exploring over there. You returned to South Africa in 2010. Yeah. And that's when officially Polar Dust came into play. Yeah. And yeah. then... Okay, you were already on vocals and guitars, and you were starting to form the band. So how did you get, go about actually getting everybody on track and on the same path as you? Well, it's um, obviously it's quite rare to find people that enjoy the same kind of music genre as you. So when you find that, you you have to nurture and you know treasure your your yeah. musicians in your band, and um, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work and. And it's a lot of money and it's a lot of like <laughs> everything. Um, but you have to just have that goal and be focused and, you know, really decide that is what you want. Yeah. You know, and really work towards that. And even you get a lot of like downs along the way. Yeah. Um, you just have to pick yourself up and like carry on, you know. So, and we finally here now, we're launching the album this this weekend and very very impressive yeah. stuff so mark that's this is when you came into play in in the industry before actually joining the band what were you doing were you like stuck in a nine-to-five that you absolutely hate and uh i was i still am uh, oh, I, I don't okay. hate it, um <laughs> yeah we don't want your boss on our case i don't <laughs> i didn't say anything mr boss ma'am you're a nice um, guy yeah i mean i've always been playing music i've been in in other bands um i still play in other bands um, but where does your loyalty lie? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't want to decide getting Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, when Sarah came along with the music, uh, it's stuff I'd never heard before. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the music that you guys do? Um, <laughs> I, I get asked this a lot. Um, yeah, so and do I, I. I always say it's, it's got like kind of like a muse, uh, muse, Rammstein, <gasps> with female vocals. Um, Sorry, I'm a, I'm just about to have a little freak out. That's what it you, reminds me of. You guys actually know who Rammstein is? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I literally, I, I'm so proud of the fact that I know who they are. And we once had this German exchange student at school. I was like, don't you know who Rammstein is? He was like, no. I was like, then you, you cannot call yourself German if you don't know who Rammstein is. They did the Duhas song, right? Yeah. yeah. Du. Yeah. Duhas. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Second thing to Google. All right. Look at it. I'm, I'm like a teacher giving people assignments. Mm-hmm. They had to Google the Shwari Rai. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to Google Rammstein. There we go. All right. <laughs> Because I just noticed right now, Mark, you even have a, a microphone tattooed onto your forearm. So you- I know, which is very strange because I, I'm not a vocalist. Not though. a vocalist. Okay, um, let's rule that one out. But um, I think, yeah, as a representation of music, it's probably the most obvious. So music was always just with you. Yeah. Okay. When when did when did you like get that initial little bug just bitten by the music bug? Um, at a young age. I mean, growing up with you know your folks playing music all the time and being into their music you you know you kind of you see yourself you want to do that one day so yeah it's i guess yeah it's, it's always been with you okay so now that i'm because i'm just so add i now have to look at all of your tattoos that's quite an impressive sleeve is that Thank marilyn you. monroe missing an eye yeah that's that's marilyn monroe <laughs> um, missing an eye yeah something went wrong there Okay, should we ask what happened? Like, what happened? Okay. All right, we have, is that a little bird there as well? Yeah. Uh, what does that represent? Um, you know, there's so many meanings for this tattoo. It's a very traditional tattoo. Okay. What bird honest, is that? Like a it's little... a swallow. Okay. Um, but to be honest, it just, I like the colors. It looks cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. The cool facts are all right. Yeah. There's a little portrait of a, a couple there. Uh, those are my grandparents, yeah. <laughs> this is quite impressive And then like a whole bunch of stars and yeah. Is that a little cass- cassette that's as well? A, yeah, that's a cassette tape That's my first band I was ever in What are they called? Lint Lint Yeah, it was a punk band Okay, <laughs> what what is it with <laughs> with band names? What goes into making up a band name? Does it just roll off the tongue and it sounds cool And we're just going to go with that? Pretty much Okay Yeah you know, I think then we can start. We have the four of us, and Tasha's still joining me in studio. I think we could do like a whole band just on our own. And let's call try, ourselves Selfie Central. Selfie Central, yeah. <laughs> We're ready to go out there and conquer the world. All right. So before we continue with the con, with the rest of the conversation, I just want to give the listeners an actual blatant example of your music. And this is quite one of your songs that you're absolutely proud of, "Drown in You." Yeah, that's also the um, part one of our music uh, video trilogy. Um, uh, the second one's also been released, which is Deep End, and then the third one's coming out next year, Dose of My Dark Side. What so, formed the actual trilogy? Is it a, almost like a continuous story? Yes. Okay. Yes, there's a continuous story. And what is it about? Now I want to know. Like, <laughs> um, it's... Um, it's the the theme is very American Gothic in a way. Okay. Um, it does feel like you're actually watching a movie, and um, it's it's available on YouTube if people want to like YouTube yeah. it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I actually have the video now. I'll give you a first-hand account of what I think of the video. But this is Polidus, uh Drown in You.
Okay, so I just have to say, and put it totally out there, you want to search this on YouTube. Polar dust with drown in you. What a hectic video. <laughs> Hectic, hectic in more ways than one because I love the production value. I love the actual story behind it because now I got like, got drawn in with the protagonist and I was like, no, but you were just happy and now you're being taunted and you're being shackled and chained. This is very, very hectic. How do you, as, you know, individuals in a band put your ideas or visions together and have a finished product? For example, the video or even your album as a whole. Um, well, the the videos for one um was done by a very good friend of ours who 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 knows me really well um her name's Jackie Oldfield um she basically came up with a concept shot and directed it and cut it in the end as well got it um yeah very talented person <laughs> and yeah she that's is. always a good start number um, one get a talented person yeah I, yeah, I, w- I would like to believe that, you know, obviously it all started with the music. It yeah. was inspired by the music. And, um, yeah, the album as a whole, like, how, how I basically sort of, w- like, obviously I composed most of the music. Um, I sort of like, I want to, I want to make an album that has a signature sound to it, but it has diversity. Yeah. So, and I think, it's sometimes very difficult for people who bring out their debut albums to actually do that, like have that sort of diversity in one album. Because a lot, of, a lot of the times, maybe you know, people write a couple of songs, but they use the same instrumentation, like just drums, bass, guitar, and you know, they don't actually explore like other other mediums as well. Yeah. Like we, I, I like, I personally like to use a bit of like an electronic edge in the music, um, but fused with analog sounds as well. Yeah. Um, just to kind of like create, um, like a hybrid. I mean, I, I suppose that's like music today is, is a mix of like analog and digital mix together. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we, we made a really nice like mix of both of them, so it doesn't sound too overproduced, but it still has like an organic feel to it. So. And I was about to also, how do you guys work together as a band? You know, do you do you mark? And by the way, props to Shannon, who's also mem- a member of um, Polar Dust. He he joined in what early two thousand four, right? And he he's on guitar. He's not here today, but shout out to you, Shannon. Thank you so much for giving us this great music. Um, how do you guys work together? You know, for example, songwriting. Is it just left on your shoulders, Sarah? Is it just like, okay, cool, we're going to leave it to her? Or do you all have ideas that you pitch in? Well, initially, um, Sarah came with all the music. Everything had been written. Uh-huh. Um, and from there, when it came to actually working on the album, we all kind of got a... Uh, creative input we, we you know we put a bit of ourselves into it got it um but the main structure was there and i think that's the right way to go i mean one person has an idea for a song you can't have four people sitting there trying to come up with an idea for a song start with the idea which sarah does and then from there layer it add the drums add the guitars the bass the synths that's very cool yeah it's and now let's talk about your, your baby, your proud, proud baby. And I have to say, um, it's called Into the Burning Water. And they brought this to me today. And, I, and I'll try to give it enough justice by describing it. It's in a little, you know, one of those retro cassette cases. 
and they gave it to me. It just has polar dust and into the burning water and quite a little intriguing graphic on the front. And I was like, really? Are these people not cool enough that they're in a band? Now they have to release their, their music in a little cassette tape. But as you actually take it out, you can actually... Look at this, Natasha. I was actually proud of this. Did you get to see this? Fashionable. It's a little cassette. And then you pull out... Look at that. That is stunning. It's a little USB flash thingy with the music. And I think, come on. Now, whoever did this, I love you guys even more. So, Into the Burning Water. What a title. What is that about? Um, It's, well, uh, it kind of represents everything. The lyrics and each little story um, on the album. Like, when I say story, I mean each song on the album. um, Yeah. um, it's, it's all about contrast usually, like, and about ah. worlds that clash and, or elements that clash. So burning water is kind of the obvious one burning thing. in the water. I got also, it. <laughs> I, I saw an oil spill on television and I thought that's the only time water <laughs> really burns. <laughs> okay. And yeah, being a little bit of an environmentalist myself, I sometimes pull a lot of like, um, some of the emotion from like how we actually destroy the world <laughs> in short. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Just, I, I don't know. Like I pull some of the emotion from that and put that into the music as well, but um, from a human perspective, obviously as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. And then it's a 10 track album. How long did it take you to actually complete it? And for all of you to be in unison and go, cool, I'm fine. We're proud of this. Let's put it out there. Um, well, uh, is, <laughs> without is, is that, any fights and without, it, um, yeah, your, <laughs> um, do you mean like from the point of writing it? Yeah. From the point of writing it, it's now been seven years in the making because oh, wow. we're an independent band and we yeah. obviously record and, uh, you know, mix when we have money. So, um, it's been quite a long journey and also, Finding the right producer to work with is a huge like thing. <laughs> if you find it's someone pivotal. that you, you yeah. can work with, you can have the odd argument with and you know, you get over it the next day, then you know, then that's that's really rare to find actually. Yeah. And someone that actually wants to give you the time of day and sees the potential in your music. That that's really rare to find. So when you do find that producer, then oh, you know, just hold, hold on. on to them. Yeah. yeah. And let's quickly talk about the release of um, the album, the eighth of the November. That's this Saturday, Friday. Yeah, that's now Saturday night. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It will be at Anti Est in Bromfontein here in Johannesburg. Um, are you excited about that? Who do you want to come? Can you invite some people? Um, well, it's basically over. over it's open to everyone. Um, and. Well, yeah, like, we, obviously we want the whole world to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll conquer them in one night. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, we're going to be playing like at eight. Uh, no, we'll, uh, be playing at 10 o'clock. So, and everything's going to run like clockwork. So be there on time if you don't want to miss the show. And we will be making yeah. a, a live video recording of it as well. Oh, with, very um, cool. So, and we'll have a screening of the music videos prior to the show. And then afterwards, um, we'll have some merchandise available, um, the album, our little flash tapes. Yes. And will be available for sale. And we'll have a couple of CDs as well for, for the old school crowd. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and very, very quickly, where yeah. can people get more information on this and Polar Dust as a whole? Um, we are on Twitter at Polar Dust Music. 
um, is our Twitter name. And then we've got a Facebook page as well at the moment. And, um, yeah, please go check out our music videos on YouTube. Very, very awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming in. And Natasha, Natasha as well, thank you so much for Absolute being pleasure. here. Where can people get to know more about you and follow your, your career? Um, kindly follow on Instagram or Twitter. It's Natasha. So you're going to accentuate the E. The double E, right. yes. So it's N-E-T-A-S-H-A, Sing, S-I-N-G-H, at... Well, at Nitasha Singh. Yes. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Google search and YouTube me. Google and me. Follow yes. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been absolutely <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming in and sharing your awesome stories. I wish you nothing but the best. And let me just say, in the Oscar speech and the Grammy speech, <laughs> maybe this little guy named Sia Sangrinifun from Cliff Central, you can, you can just get a tiny little mention. But this has been absolutely awesome. And thank you so much for listening in. It's been another hour of untapped talent right here on cliffcentral.com. It's an exciting lineup coming in for the rest of the day and you don't want to go anywhere or else of course www.cliffcentral.com forward slash podcast is where you won't miss out on anything but until next week same time same place right here with me Sia my name is Sia and Sia